0: Hey, everybody, C here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a sandwich. Better when you put mustard on it. I mean, usually not all the time, but I was trying to be like, hey, when you put some mustard on it, you know, like when you're like aggressive, more, you know what I mean. Hi, <laughs> welcome to today's show. We're talking about uh, this is kind of a recap episode. I'm kind of playing with the format of this week being kind of a theme. So, friday we're going to kind of rehash some things like the first half is going to be somewhat of a new concept and then uh sort of bring it all home uh with the second segment so that we can uh recap everything that we talked about this week how everything kind of interweaves with each other because for the most part everything i talk about has interweaving natures to it it's just a matter of like i talk about things in different ways because they appeal to people in different ways humans are different and varying and we absorb things differently so and that's part of my strength. Ooh, sorry. But that's part of my strength is being able to talk about things in different ways. So, um, being able to recap that and maybe add a little bit to each conversation, and being able to kind of succinctly um, put these topics into single or a few sentence kind of roundups uh, feels very satisfying to me. I think that feels really good because most of the, for the most part these concepts, these episodes come from a single thought. Really. It comes from just understanding a, a base level of a concept and then just breaking it apart and trying to put it back together. It's kind of like taking a remote control apart and trying to put it back together, you know? And if you can understand all of the ins and outs of it, then you're going to see the value in it. So that's why I do that. And and hopefully that that resonates with you guys. But today we're going to talk a little bit about situational value uh, in relation to poker strategy. So I kind of alluded to it yesterday where we talked a little bit about poker strategy in the intro and how you need to play every hand. So I kind of expound upon that a little bit and talk about pro bets and how you can gain information from the people around you, kind of being aware of your surroundings, and the situations and how not every hand Is created equal in every situation Pocket aces is not always the best hand In every situation So we, we talk about that uh, On this episode of dopamine So thanks for being here this week um, We're going to hit the button and do the thing And listen to this episode And I hope you guys have a good weekend Drums, please North, yeah, west, yeah, south, yeah, west, yeah. All right. Welcome to Friday. Glad you guys made it. Glad you're alive. Glad you're doing well. Glad you're uh, existing and breathing and doing things. And we're not doing things. It's fine. Again, not zero days doesn't mean you have to do a lot. It just means you have to do a little bit of something. So don't feel bad if you didn't get a lot done this week. Just feel good that you did something. Any little thing. Um, and if you did nothing, that's fine. Forgive your past self, but uh, set, make sure you're thinking about your future self and set yourself up for the better opportunity to do stuff. So this is going to be a little bit of a recap episode of the week's topics, but also um, I want to talk a little bit about poker strategy and how I use that in day-to-day life a little bit as well. So I kind of alluded to that in yesterday's intro, where I talked a little bit about uh, playing every hand um, when it comes to using poker strategy in life. And for me, I've been playing poker since I was like 18, maybe 17, maybe 19, somewhere, I don't know, one of those times. (laughs) And uh, I started playing at like free tournaments. Uh, My friend brought me over to someone's house. We kind of just played a casual home game. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just played, somebody just said, Hey, when you get an ACE, just play the ACE. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. Um, and it took me a while to learn that there's more to the game than just playing cards, that there is a people strategy that it's about reading people and understanding their intentions and their little ticks and knowing the strategy of the game in and out so that you can understand when somebody was doing something that seemed a little unusual. Um, And I apply a lot of that stuff to life. Um, You know, you think about people in life, like when they do something unusual, they're likely either lying or bluffing, or there's just there's something else going on there that they're not telling you about. And that doesn't mean to make assumptions. That means that you have to do something to try to figure out the truth. So there's an action in poker called a probe bet, which is when you're unsure about your opponent's hand, you can typically throw out a small amount of money to try to figure out how they're going to react to it. It's the same thing in life as going up to someone and asking them a question. If you think that your partner is cheating on you, you need to ask them. You need to find out about what's going on. You need to do something that is going to prompt a response from them, a meaningful, honest response and not make them recoil or try to bluff you back. So it's, you know, and if they're going to bluff you back, then they're giving you, they're still giving you information, right? So if you put out a small bet and they're going to come back with a huge bet, they like, why would they do that? You know, depending on what's on the board, depending on what's going on, what the situation is, why would they throw a bunch at you? Like, are they trying to scare you away? Are they trying to protect their hand that they feel is the winner? And they think if you get another card on the board, you're going to gain, uh, um, gain, you know, one-up them. So uh, are are they trying to price you out of the pot, as it were? And in relation to, like, life advice, if you are going to be trying to find out if someone's lying to you or cheating on you or something like that, um, if you accuse them of something – I shouldn't say accuse, but if you ask them a question – and they have a big bombastic response to it, you know, that's still information that might give you a response is like, you know, uh, you know, someone who's innocent is not going to freak out at you about that. Right. So you're going to gain certain information. And that's really the idea behind that. Um, so, you know, that's just one example, but, um, poker strategy is, I started writing a book about it (laughs) because I, and I'm not sure if I want to continue writing the book itself about it. I, I probably will. I have a, uh, I have a draft done. I've been thinking about doing either a course around it or something, because I think it is fascinating. There's a ton of little tips that you can take from poker strategy and apply it to life. And one of the ones that I started talking about yesterday was just playing every hand, you know, and it fits kind of into the theme of this week is the long game or non-zero days or thinking about, you know, planning and, and setting yourself up, setting your future self up for success. And, um, you know, playing every hand allows your future self the opportunity to still have enough chips to be able to cash in. So, like with no limit hold hold'em, for example, if you know you can only make as many chips as you have, meaning if you and three other players are all in, and you only have fifty dollars in front of you, but all the other players have two hundred dollars in front of them. Like you can only make the equivalent of $50 back from each person. They can't give you more than what they have. So the idea there is that you are playing every single hand to protect the amount of chips that you have. That doesn't mean being defensive necessarily, but that means you still have to continue to make smart moves so that you're not expending extra cash so that when the big event comes, when the big opportunity comes, you can get the biggest reward. So that's the idea. I kind of talked about that a little bit in yesterday's episode as well, that when you are doing little things towards the long game, you are practicing every day. You are working towards something. You are learning your message in and out. You are learning about what it is that you do so that when the big time comes, the big time, when the big time comes, you can, uh, you'll know what to do. You'll feel more comfortable. You know, for me right now, I've been doing this podcast for 210 episodes now. This is episode 210. Um, Like when I'm going to go eventually, hopefully, do any kind of public speaking, I'm going to be a lot more comfortable because I know my topic in and out. I know how to talk to people. I know how to talk about a topic, Um, especially if it's a venue where they're just going to let me go and let me do my thing and let me talk. Uh, You know, I've done this a million times. Uh, sometimes I have trouble when I'm doing Facebook live with someone and I'm so used to just talking for 10 to 15 or 20 minutes at a time that I just kind of dominate the conversation. So that's something I need to work on. But, uh, you know, I'm prepared. I'm confident when it comes to these topics. So like when a friend comes to me with advice, uh, uh, needing advice on something, like I've already worked through a lot of these topics and I can find a way to cater my advice to what they need. So I'm not just, um, stumbling through these conversations. I've already been working through a lot of these topics myself through this podcast, and I've heard advice and and feedback from people that has been helpful um, to them based on what I've been saying. So uh, that's that's the idea, right? So you have enough chips available so that when you have to go all in, when you're ready, when you have the best hand, when you have the best opportunity, you can get the best return possible for it. So That's, that's a pretty big thing about playing every single hand. Um, and by playing every single hand, I should probably clarify that too. Is like, you're playing every hand by learning information about people around you, people on the table you're learning information about how much they care about their own individual hands, how much they care about their money, how much they care about the chip stack that's in front of them. Uh, How often do they fold? How often are they playing hands? How often are they raising? How often are they bluffing? Uh, And and how often, you know, are they talkative? Are they bombastic? Are they quiet? Um, When they take out their money to get more money, are they flashing it everywhere or do they keep it close to them? You know, it shows you a little bit about, their behavior. And that means, that's what I mean by playing every single hand. Like you're in it, you're in life. And when you're in life, you need to kind of be on all the time, especially as an entrepreneur, you need to be on looking for the right opportunities. So even if you're at the grocery store and having a conversation with someone in line and they ask you about what it is that you do, you got to have that spiel kind of ready. And, and, you know, in a way that could, uh, um, You know, perk their ears up. You know, so if I mention that somebody's talking to me in line at a grocery store and they say, "Hey, what do you do?" I'm like, "Uh, "I'm a multimedia designer. I also have a couple podcasts. Uh, I talk about mental health and uh, uh, media and Myers Briggs, and then I also have uh, I make music and I do a bunch of stuff like that." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And usually the something will perk up to like to them, and they'll ask like, "So, what does multimedia design mean, or what does?" Uh, what other podcasts do you have? Or how's the podcast doing? Or, you know, something like that, that can kind of help you steer the conversation in the direction that you want to go in. You're learning information about the person that you're speaking to. And that way you can kind of navigate the conversation in the direction that you want it to go. It's the same way with playing poker. You start to learn about people's behaviors and their patterns so that you can use them to your advantage when the time comes, um, You know, and it's not about manipulating people. It's about taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves. You're not trying to control anyone. You're not trying to manufacture anything. You're just simply looking for what is. You're looking for the reality of someone's behavior and using that as an opportunity. You know, an opportunity is very different from exploiting, right? So, and, you know, some people get into that mindset of like, I don't feel like I should be able to sell something because... I don't want to trick someone into buying something. It's like, no, well, that's exactly it. Poor sales is someone trying to trick someone into buying something. A good salesman will know when the opportunity comes to them. You know, so when I'm not going to make some person in line try to buy my stuff, you know, a lot of people who are hawking like diet pills and stuff get a bad rap for that. Or, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like someone who's trying to sell Lulu going around Walmart and pointing out everyone's bad, uh, leggings and saying like, you know what, you need to buy my leggings instead of the ones that you're wearing. And they're like, who the fuck is you? (laughs) You know? So it's like, you're looking for the opportunities and you're not trying to force someone again, like trying to force someone would be the equivalent of trying to throw your money around in order to try to bluff everyone, every single hand. And you can't do that either. That's just not possible. Eventually someone's going to have the best hand and they're going to just call you on it and they're going to take all of your money. So, you know, you have to be careful, you know, it's about tact. It's about playing the game and being aware of the reality and the opportunities and of the situation. And, um, and that's what I mean by playing every single hand is being aware of the reality around you and being prepared for the opportunities. And then, you know, thinking about every single hand that you get, you know, if you get uh, pocket twos, which we call ducks deuces, cause they look like two, two ducks with quack quack, um, uh they you know you think about the situation you're in you think about the position of you your where you're sitting on the table in relation to the the dealer button um which typically means like a lot of people are going to fold before you and that means the value of your hand will go up depending on the situation right so that's the problem that i think a lot of people have with poker in relation to life stuff too is that they feel like pocket deuces is always invaluable and pocket aces is always the most valuable. That's not the case every single time. The value of pocket aces is going to be difficult to assess when you've got six other players in the hand and you've got three hearts on the board or three queens on the board, you know, that changes things that, uh, you know, somebody could have the fourth queen and that beats your queens over aces, right? So, you know, that doesn't mean that, but some people get attached to the pocket aces and they'll throw all their money in the middle because they feel like they're supposed to win and they end up losing everything because they didn't properly assess the reality of the situation that uh, that was at hand. And then the same thing with pocket deuces, like the value of pocket twos will go up if there are fewer people in the hand. So if you've, you're playing at a table of 10 people and six people fold before you and you've got pocket twos, that hand's looking pretty sweet because it's not as likely that the three people in front of you are going to have a hand better than that. They might have ace king, which is not as good as deuces, believe it or not. Um, or, you know, queen 10 or something like that. They'll have better opportunities and they might not need to fold, but you can certainly lead out and see what happens, you know? And then if the flop comes and there are high cards and, um, You know, you assess the situation at every single street, you play the hand based on the reality of it, you know, you bet out and if they raise you or they call you, you have to assess what the situation is. And based on the tells and what the things that you know about them, you continue to assess the situation. So that's the point that, you know, uh, it's kind of in relation to assuming that someone who's rich, someone who's got pocket aces in life is always going to have a better hand than you. And that is just not the case. It is always situational. So, you know, think about that. This was a long first segment, but <laughs> you know, poker is one of those things that I get really passionate about. So, um, we're actually going to switch gears a little bit and kind of just recap what we talked about this week so that you guys can have a good weekend and kind of think about it and ruminate on it. And then, uh, come back on Monday and, uh, do this rigmarole all again. I'm going to take a break so we can have a word from our sponsor. And then I'm going to, um, I'll be back. All right. So um, we talked about a couple of really interesting concepts this week. So if you've been following along, uh, thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I figure Fridays will probably be a good time to just kind of recap if I'm going to be doing like weekly themed kind of um, episodes, as it were, uh, that if the opportunity presents itself to kind of just do a little bit of a recap of, uh, these concepts and how they all relate to each other. Cause really everything that I talk about has some sort of something that relates to each other. You know, I'm, I'm, Often rehashing a lot of the same concepts, but in different ways, because you know brains work differently. People respond to different things. People have different situations, cultural biases, um, ways of speaking. You know, sometimes people appreciate my jokes. Some people are annoyed by them. Sometimes sometimes, sometimes people would rather that I don't talk so much. Uh, sometimes people would rather that um, I, I give them more valid, specific, informational action items. And I'm just more of a like a. Uh, philosophical pontificating type. So I kind of talk through things and, and just kind of work through a stream of consciousness style kind of thinking. And some people like that, some people don't, that's fine. You can always go somewhere else. But, um, you know, I figure it's a good opportunity to recap what, um, what happened this week. So, um, really this is only the, only the time, the only time that I'm going to be referencing this, you know, in future weeks, I'll just be like, Hey, okay. So we're going to recap everything. And then I won't have to go through the spiel. But since this is a new thing, I figure I'd give you guys an update that this is going to be a new thing. And um, hopefully this pans out because I tend to commit to things and then eh, it doesn't work. And then I just let them go, (laughs) which is fine. You know, if something doesn't work, you just move on. Um, So it's kind of, I kind of learned that from the movie industry. Like if a movie just flops, you're just like, okay, well let's focus on the next one and uh that's been really helpful for me so well, maybe i'll do an episode on on that in the future uh so this week we talked about the drama triangle we talked about non zero days we talked about um uh i got to pull up the schedule cuz i keep forgetting uh we talked about the three u's and then the one i just recorded for thursday was about waiting for the page to load the long game so the drama triangle, no more zero days, the three U's, and the long game. And then today we talked a little bit about poker strategy. And really the, the, the overarching theme there is playing every single hand. You know, the long game, chipping away at things, being present, being – and making every single day – more meaningful. I think that's the thing that really sticks out to me is, is the human experience is riddled with wanting to get to the next thing, to the next event, to the next big thing, and really just not slowing down and appreciating today. And when you're work, work, working on podcast episodes, or whether you're working on a, an essay or important things, or even not important things, like just taking a little bit of time to like, I don't know, cook something, listen to a an album that you love. I listen to an album I love every single day. Um, I talk with Molly every single day, we have dinner and we chat, we watch uh, a show together. You know, we do things that I, I love every single day and every single experience. I'm not going to remember every single thing, but I know that my life feels fuller because I'm trying to appreciate every single thing that happens. And I'm not trying to just rush to the next thing that is quote unquote, going to make me happy. Uh, you know, um, happiness is something that we can manifest a lot more than we give, ourselves credit for. Like we are, we can make things happen. And that kind of starts with the drama triangle, right? Understanding a little bit about, um, what that drama triangle is, how we sort of enter conflict when it comes to the drama triangle. Are we a rescuer, rescuer type? Are we a persecutor? or we the victim? And recognizing when we're in those moments to be able to find our way to navigate ourselves out of that. Uh, it takes personal responsibility. It takes the ability to, uh, give other people room to breathe as well, because if you're the rescuer or the persecutor, you're trying to help someone else in service of ignoring your own issues. So it's a, it's about facing conflict, feeling uncomfortable, and being willing to make a change so that you can move forward. And um, you know, with that, we talk a little bit about uh, no more zero days, which is again this concept of being able to think about. And your goals, anything. This is really more specifically for those who are unmotivated that, um, even if you don't have the energy, you have got mental health issues or you're struggling, you're feeling down, you've got low energy, you've got nothing going on that, you know, you just do something. You do 0.0001 of something. You write a sentence, you write down the topic, you write down the idea, you write a paragraph, you talk to a friend about it, you, uh send an invoice, you um, you know, you you do a sketch, you do one push up, you do one sit up, you know, you, just something, something that moves you in the direction of something and so that you're not ignoring it, which also fits into the drama triangle thing is like, right, you're you're not ignoring your stuff. You're not ignoring what is the problem, right? And your problem may be that you need to exercise a little bit more or you need to eat a little bit better. You need to eat some fruit. So eat one fruit a day eat one something, you know, whatever it is that specifically fits the goal or the thing that's up top of mind, you know, do one thing. Don't accept a non-zero day. Uh, Have a collection of ones, you know, a collection of days where you did something and that amounts to things, which kind of leads to the next topic, which is about the three U's, you know, giving yourself the opportunity to forgive your past self for not doing the thing that you wanted to do. That it was going to set up your future self for success because sometimes look things happen life happens and you might not have the opportunity to do something and then think about your present self is the one that can have control over whether or not to forgive the past so that you can set your future self up for better days right now i recorded two episodes today and i was like you know what I've got another half hour. Let me do the third episode so that tomorrow I don't have to worry about it so much. And I can just like give myself a little bit more room to rest and there's less pressure, you know, because I've I've got the energy now. I've got the focus now. So I'm just going to do it. I'm going to set my future self up. And then tomorrow I'm going to feel really good about it. I think about that in relation to chores, the dishes, um, the food that I pick up at the grocery store, making sure that I'm thinking about how my future self may or may not want to cook this thing or have the energy or feel like it. You know, what if, and I have to think about that all the time in relation to mental health. Like, what if a week from now I'm having a really terrible time and it's going to be really hard to get up and do anything or cook or do stuff? Like, I need to have those options available to make that a little bit easier, right? So that's the whole part of that. So, um, and you know, setting your future self up for stuff is just going to make you feel better in the future so that your future self can think about other things that are important and continue to move the needle forward. And, um, then we talked a little bit about the long game, which was about the, the similar concept of not only just chipping away at things every day, but making sure that your lofty big goals are not so unrealistic that you're feeling an intense, Low self-esteem as a result of it. Right? So you're not feeling like this is this unattainable, unattainable thing that you feel like garbage every day because you don't feel any step closer to it. I use the analogy of, um, you know, recommend of, of when you're downloading or uploading a really large file and you see the percentage points moving up really, really slowly, and that's not satisfying at all. That feels terrible. So if you're looking at that in in relation to your life, to every day, and you're feeling terrible every day because you're not getting closer to these goals, you know, it's a, you have the opportunity to control and adjust what that goal is. You know, thinking about micro goals that lead to a macro goal, but even so the macro goal being a millionaire is like, unrealistic and unnecessary. Honestly, you don't need to be a millionaire. Most of us don't need to be a millionaire. You don't, you really, really don't to have a healthy, happy life. You don't need that, you know, and it doesn't mean we can't thrive. It doesn't mean we can't have some semblance of abundance in our lives In our lives, but having such an unrealistic sort of number that we just kind of pick out of thin air is not helpful either. You know, you can have abundance with $60,000 a year. You can have abundance with $50,000 a year or 40, depending on how that looks in your life, depending on how much your rent is or your mortgage or your bills. If you have, uh, you know, payments to make or child support or things like that, like what, what does that look like for you? And that's the point is like, you have to go into the uncomfortable to try to find the actual number, to find out what it is that you actually need to meaningfully start strive for, so that you can then find out what it is that you need to do to get that, to get to that goal, to get to that number. Like that is amazing. Um, to realize that things are attainable, and then you start to actually attain things that way. So that's that that's pretty amazing. And then the last one is we, which is today, we talked a little bit about situational value and I talked about poker strategy, which I think I'm going to do a little bit more episodes in the future or I might, um, I might do a course on that. Honestly, I really love this concept of taking poker strategy and applying it to life because it's something that I've been doing for the last decade is thinking about how you need to play every single hand, you need to be aware of every opportunity and because you're, you're practicing every day and you're working towards something. Once the big events happen, you're ready for them. You can take them on. So, you know, that kind of covers all of the episodes that we talked about this week. Um, I really love the concepts of situational value, the drama triangle, the three U's, non-zero days like this week is packed full of stuff that could even change your life as it is. So, um, other things that have helped me is like Myers Briggs stuff. So if you go to cnote.media, there's a free Myers Briggs course. Cnote, uh, it's a uh, MBTI Myers Briggs uh, easy mode. It is a free course. You just sign up. There's hours of audio information and then there's advanced courses on there and all this other stuff uh, that we eventually uh, can get to as well. So there's just a lot, uh, a lot there this week. I hope you guys appreciate it. Let me know what you feel, how you feel about this themed sort of week idea and this sort of wrap up episode, I think it's, I don't know. feels good to me. It feels very satisfying. It feels like a closing of this chapter. And then we can think about what's coming next week. So, um, let me know what themes you, th- you have in mind. What, uh, would be interesting to talk about and, uh, let me know if anything resonated with you. So hit me up at anchor with a voice message or hit me up on Twitter at let's go C note. And, um, you can subscribe to the show at dopamine.life or support the show, um, by clicking the support this show, this podcast button, and you can donate 99 cents four ninety nine, or 9.99 a month to help support this show financially and help it help me keep doing this. And, um, and go to C note media to check out my courses. So, uh, that's it. Happy Friday. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a good weekend. Be present. Uh, even if you have to work on stuff, that's totally fine. Don't feel bad about that. Don't feel bad about anything that you're doing and working towards. Even if you're resting, it is totally fine. The weekends are totally cool to rest. Like you don't have to be on it all the time. So enjoy yourself, enjoy your family, enjoy your life and, uh, take it easy. And I'll see you on Monday on dopamine.